Views expressed here are not supported by and do not reflect those of the Evening Rush Network. Viewer's discretion is advised. Hey, another Thursday night. Welcome to the Chris and Nina Real Estate Podcast. I am Chris. Hi, good evening. I'm Nina. Nice to see you again. Yes, welcome back. How are you doing? How was your week? It was amazing. Thank you for asking. How was yours? It was really rainy. I don't know why we're having so much rain. So much rain it is. I don't like the rain at all. I always say I even prefer to have snow, but the rain is the rain and we got to watch our homes and we got to get some uh, cleanups done and ensure that those gutters are clean for all our homes and properties yeah. that we're selling. Uh, we better be on top of our game when it rains, when it pours this way, nonetheless. Yeah. So. so also uh, my daughter's back in track so i'm back at the work track hustle full-blown schedule even in the rain though they canceled her first meet but um there's gonna be plenty more okay and how are you children so full-blown schedule is good always good um it's oh you know i i have a lot of people asking me how the market is going mm. and um, what I feel the market, uh, where I feel the market is going. And it just, it's really, really great. And I'm not even uh, exaggerating. It's amazing. If a house is priced right, it flies out the window. And if a house is priced right and we go for an open house, we have people lying down the block because there are no homes. We're still in a shortage of inventory yes and i think we're gonna kind of be in a shortage for a while what do you think uh yes because one leads to another if you're gonna sell what are you gonna buy and if you're gonna look you're not gonna have that many options so you want to keep you, you want to hold on to what you have unless you really have to sell so that's why people don't sell if they really really don't have to those who are moving um are selling but it's all great and all but they really they're not selling them like i said unless they have to well what i'm noticing more now than ever before is that the banks are um keeping properties and collecting rents okay and so, even mm -hmm. renovating instead of giving or selling the properties to investors they're keeping more of their inventory have you noticed that um so the banks are definitely getting smarter uh they're not letting go of the deals as easily as easily as they used to uh they come to the realization that okay so people try to negotiate and then they flip them and they make enormous amount of money now that's back in the you know 
2015 to 2020, um, they see the history and they think that they're still going to be making the same in this market when everything tripled um, in terms of the cost. So unfortunately, they're going to see the hit a little later in the game. Well, everything in this city, prices are going up, taxes are going up. Everything is um, so expensive. There's a shortage of homes. And now we're going to have to deal with this. Don, play the, play the video. This shit is crazy. Right here on Park Avenue. That's crazy. Wow. So, for those of you who couldn't see the video, um, on 60th Street in, in Manhattan, if you want to go below 60th Street, you will be charged. You would have to have Easy Pass, or even if they can take a picture of your license plate, they will be billing you a fee. How much? That I don't know yet. I believe it's starting in March. I don't know how much they're going to charge. but they Starting in March. So it's there, but it's not functional. No. No. It's okay. kind of it's kind of like when they built the Easy Pass and they were building it before and it just like got rid of the toll booth clerks and everything and they made the transition. And so the only good thing is like maybe they'll give you a discount if you have Easy Pass. I don't know. That's how, how it was in the beginning. But you know, that's how they get you in and then they pull the rug from underneath you and you start paying crazy, crazy prices to go over these bridges and tunnels. Everything is so expensive though in terms of cost of living. Yeah. Um, in general, it's becoming really way out of proportion and people are taking advantage, even if their wholesale prices don't change, they take advantage yeah. of the inflation and then they just stick to the same numbers and flip us food. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're an agent or a broker and you have to manage your properties or your listings in Manhattan, you're going to add that fee to your um, accumulation of debt until you sell the property. That is so crazy. And then imagine if you don't sell it, like, you know, you just, you paid all this money going back. Remember we had that whole, we was dealing with a hotel in the city. We were going back and forth. We had somebody was interested and then buy, and I'm like, man, I paid all these tolls and fees and it didn't sell, it didn't, the guy didn't buy. But do you know what drives me crazy is the fact that they say that if the 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 fuel okay the gas mm -hmm. if the gas prices are going down then things are supposed to be staying low right and now that the gas is low the well, prices are still really going low. up it's not really low so you could tell by that that they're taking advantage of the system yeah because yeah. it's not supposed to be that way but then who am I to say anything or you or us as a whole? What are you going to do? You're a necessity of an item. You're going to go and buy it right away because we have no other choice. And that's the downside because they are taking advantage of us. Now, would you buy an electric car? I, I don't know, you know, because I know me. For sure, I'm going to get stuck. <laughs> <laughs> you don't see yourself Constantly, charging your car <laughs> at least once or twice or a week. Forgetting to charge. Um, I would get stuck for sure. Oh, I will buy an electric car. I had a Prius um, when it first came out. You did? Yeah. 
It was really cool. And what? And you switched back to gasoline? Yeah, because it's small. It's a <laughs> small funny. car and it was just not really comfortable. But every time I drove it, people asked me a lot of questions like, oh, you know, because it was new. So every time, you know, I would park to get gas or you still need gas. I'm like, yeah, it's, it's a hybrid, but it uses gas. Wow. So I had the, fir- the very either the first generation or the second generation. Wow. But yeah. wait, why did you switch back? It's uncomfortable in what way sitting in it getting out of it, oh, getting in it. like saving money was great i think i drove to oh it's Virginia was? beach yeah it was really it so was it great. was saving money for you yeah and parking man you saw all that traffic that we just showed in the video going to 60 man i found parking everywhere because that little thing fits in so many spots right but um yeah i went back to a full full-size car though okay okay yeah. so interesting no so to answer your question i wouldn't go for an electric car not that um belittling any type of uh so no tesla emotions. for you no oh. all in all i don't like low cars i like you know no jeeps. yeah but they're oh yeah you like those monster trucks i forgot who i'm talking to yeah. i used to drive a pickup truck i'm sure you do <laughs> and you still have one uh, not a pickup truck, 2006 until 2008. I could picture you with a Hummer. I never had a Hummer, but I can picture. I was you. in I, one. The smile on your face was like you probably were real close to getting one, right? I I had to drive the pickup truck because back in the day, long story short, he couldn't drive, so I had to drive him. So I drove for two years. It was beautiful. I wait, wait, wait. It. Who's he? my significant other oh okay no 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 talk on him no talk on him <laughs> anyway yeah i'm not buying no tesla i wanted to until i found out who the owner is so i don't like tesla or that x stuff that he's on why but, uh, he someone you also said no nope to yeah, tesla why i mean i, I like have them, nothing though. against it yeah no like so them. we have i don't like the owner uh two or three people in the office who drive Teslas and I think they are yes they save a lot and they're comfortable it's just for me it doesn't work and then the the side doors that open this way you're not a Lamborghini bro yeah 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 so <laughs> I had one over the weekend very bad experience Dr. Mm. Sue Young Dr. Sue Young Dr. Sue Young who, yeah. do you know who that is? no, no. okay <laughs> yeah um I don't know. I mean, I, I heard know. good things, but but not for me. But back to real estate. Now I've seen some crazy properties. Um, this next video, I want you guys just take a look at this. Don, play the next one. This mysterious track appeared on top of a cliffside in California, and no one knows how it was built or who lives there. You see, the three-story shack was built on top of a cliff called Devil's Slide, and it was first spotted by a drone in December of 2022. However, some locals claim that the shack has been around for the past 10 years and that a hermit lives in it. Regardless though, this thing is absolutely insane. Not only is it three stories, but it has rooms, stairs, and even a dining area. But despite this, no one has a clue how the person possibly managed to bring the material down there and build the structure all while being unnoticed for possibly years. And some authorities claim that they were aware that the structure was there, but they figured that whoever lived there probably wanted to be left alone and they respected their desire for extreme solitude, so they didn't do any investigation. However, it's sad to say that recent images revealed that the shack was destroyed by storm 
forms, and I guess we'll never know who was really behind it. So the question is, how do you think this thing was built? Wow. Wow, that was, you know, that makes me think of the pyramids, right? You ever wonder, like, there was no technology, there was no trucks, there was no, how did they build pyramids, right? Mm -hmm. And then you look at this guy. They didn't have iPhones. Yes, they didn't have iPhones. They didn't, they, um didn't have forklifts. They didn't, you know, I'm like, how did they even get the recipe for concrete to put, you know, <laughs> like this is what hundreds of years ago, but they built the pyramids off the, you know, off the back of one another. I just, it's amazing. Right. Yep. But yep, that nice. shack, right. The guy had a waterfront property. I wonder if there was even an, ad an address, you know what I mean? Like, did they use a drone to give him his mail? Like how, <laughs> How did they even reach that point exactly. to even find him? And, how, and who, he had to have a crew put that together, right? Like, you can't I mean, tell me that was one man that put that shack together. Three if stories? it was destroyed this easily, then probably it's a one-man show. Yeah, he probably used bubble gum to put that, <laughs> to stick it together, right? <laughs> yeah, freezing in the wintertime Nah, sure. it's, it's, But California, there's no winter. Right, the weather in California, it's it's the same all year round. So maybe in the morning, you know what I mean. But if he put that shack together, he probably had um, he probably had solar blankets. <laughs> but yeah, you know, a lot of those tents are out there in the deserts as well in Israel, and they get a lot of um, sandstorms. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't know how they live through that, but they're definitely out there for sure. All I know is whoever was doing that probably had a career and probably would be good at creating some infrastructure somewhere and should should shouldn't be homeless, right? Should not be living on a rock. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um and speaking of building, you know the building department in New York City recently passed a law that you have to extra um monitor so they have an objection for a fire hazard. Hmm. That if you now want, in addition to the sprinkler system that you used to wow. need uh, through a specific amount of uh, family size, now they make you have a sprinkler in almost everything before they give any approval. But the fire um, um, hazard or whatever slash reconstruction, they have to have you fireproof the building. Wow. Um, and it used to be between only between the floors to specific amount of uh, family numbers. Mm. So now they made it even crazier. Again, I'm sure that it's not only because of money. Um, it's for safety. I get it. Yeah. But then it's almost not worth buying anything if you have to go through that. Well, you know, um, with the shelters, they change for all the um, illegals that are here. They're, I think it's only 60 days now they can stay in a shelter. And I'm like, Man, it's about to get cold. Where, where are these people going to find heat? Now we're we gonna see more fires, people burning fires in trash cans, or just to stay warm. It's gonna be interesting this winter to see. No, because we keep getting more so and more and more people coming to New York, and sure. it's so sad because it's not just adults; it's kids, it's teenagers. And it's not an easy, there's no easy solution. I understand why it's only 60 days. I understand there's 
there's a reason why and it's and it makes sense but it's just I'm, i just wonder what else we can do like what do you what do you think you're talking about 60 days of immigrants or no 60 days, days of just shelter they could stay in a shelter for 60 days after 60 days they have to go huh so wait i know right i know so <laughs> I know where you're they going. give you a limitation of stay mm. when you're an american citizen asking for help um just seeking any type of any housing kids no kids whatsoever and they give you a limit of 60 days while you have the immigrants um getting all these you know things happening for them and with a no limit amount of time yeah where they build for you an endless amount of place that's just so beautiful what in the world do we live in now now if you luck up and get up in somebody's house and they don't know you're there and you're there for 30 days guess how long you get to stay in that house how can you tell them nina let them know wait i didn't hear it was 30 i thought it was 59 days no a day before 60. no if you if so you, now it's 60. no if you live 30 yeah, days in a place in and you get mail right that's the catchy part and you get mail to show that you're a resident in this location how long do you have to stay in there and pay no rent how long years Whoa. years am i wrong so i i've heard this before um it's and the reason for that is probably the court system mm -hmm. um very very disappointing and that's why people want to sell you know that's why people are getting out of new york and almost every listing appointment that we go to people are leaving new york they're not even looking to have a replacement property yesterday i was on claremont avenue and um <laughs> i was talking to a few homeowners and that was pretty sad they they're leaving new york and i'm of course offering them a replacement property to move to downsize to replace it to a different you know maybe they get more for their money zero they want out mm. out i mean i don't blame them but then if we're all gonna give up and move where are we gonna get to we need to fight and and show presence and you know to... see here's the thing about being a homeowner right everybody's on a different side of the spectrum right you have somebody new that has the energy to fight that has the energy to keep their property that has the energy to to renovate make changes and go with the grind and then you have someone that's a veteran that's been doing it for a while that's been a home ownership that's been through the ringer and they're ready to go they're they just had enough of of the dealing with the tenants dealing with the maintenance um one of the one of the challenges of people affording properties isn't just about the mortgage or the rates or the taxes the price to constantly fix your home when you have a tenant and they come and they beat the crap out of your home and then you have to get them out then clean it up and then find the next tenant if you can even get them out yeah if you can even get them out it's just exhausting yesterday i was at a home with four different people who rented rooms from the homeowner and they've been there for years and they got upset that we came and said dude you know house is being sell the house is being sold um you're getting 90 day notice i just came in person i wanted to let you know um 
you know, this, then, and the third. Let me know if you need any help and how's your credit and blah, blah, blah. They got so mad. Oh, we've been here for 17 years. Mm -hmm. This one is 11 years. How could she do this to us? Excuse me. Are you on the deed? I'm like, what? Last property? I checked, you weren't on the mortgage. Are you yeah. paying the mortgage? What property did you buy? Yeah. So it's not like I'm telling you to get out tomorrow. So people have no manners. And then they thought mm -hmm. we they thought I left the property, but I really went to the top floor. Then I see them come up to my homeowner's level. And they're talking to her about paying them money to move. Seriously? Mm-hmm. That's how it is. Seriously? Because when you have people that know their power, when they know that you can't just get them out tomorrow, it's a problem. Yeah, but like no one is kicking you out. Like we're giving you a 90 day notice. We're offering you help, showing you where to go and get your voucher in case you need one. Telling you, we'll help you show me your credit. Let me get you a, a place guiding you helping you with moving expenses help, nope. helping you physically to move no nope. nothing is good enough and then oh you need to pay us to move seriously like exhausting no wonder us realtors eat now, messes now the worst part is if you were to see some of these places that these people are living in you're like why would you want to stay there some of these places are just like they just need to go and you need to take bleach and just bleach the whole building like it's just it's sad, but mm -hmm. they don't want to go. I just they just don't want to go. They want to live in squalor, and they're happy with that because they're in New York. Yeah, so they want three months, three months rent now. Help. Man, they want like twenty thousand dollars in some oh, places. Oh wait, <laughs> I forgot to mention. I came to to them and said, "Dude, you're not paying rent for the month of October." Okay, they're not paying. Moving forward, use that money towards your next move. It still wasn't good enough. Mm -hmm. Still wasn't good. Listen, enough. I had this one person that I was working with. Um, she was the actual owner, right? Okay. And, and she was getting like dirt cheap money for the tenant. I don't know why. It's just like I was, the whole situation was bonkers. I got her money on top of people paying for her to move, but because she lived in a house since 1960, she blew it. She blew it. She just wants somebody. She just wants to stay there. And it's just, I just, I just don't understand it. Like people are so afraid of change. Change is the and biggest the bank fear. Is gonna, and the thing is, the especially bank, for old people. Yeah. And the bank is going to take that house. She cannot afford it. Yeah. And so you're going to be homeless one way or another. And I had you with funds and to, to look for a place to, to possibly get out of New York. But it just didn't work out. So the whole deal crumbled. And, you know, may God bless her. I don't know. You know, I just wanted to help her. So, you know, I, I understand, you know, I do understand and I don't understand. Because I'm sitting here like you were given a fresh start. And you chose to stay and deal with the stress of getting that notice where they say, oh, you're being evicted. And then they wonder why the credit is bad. Well, she's like 70 something. She don't care about oh. her credit. <laughs> you know, she goes back to when they, when it was like, what, five cents to use the phone? <laughs> she had the rotary phone. <laughs> That's why when people ask me, you know, my, I would like to sell my house, but it's occupied. Mm. Um, what do you think? Should we do this or that? So I wanted to 
to tell everyone. It's not something that you can um, just wake up and decide to get the tenants out. We sold multiple homes um, that were occupied, uh, yeah. you know, multiple homes that were occupied. Well, well, listen. It's fine. As long as the tenants are in place, it's good. Well, listen, you're a mogul, right? You run a few businesses, right? The one thing I love about you, you're like five steps ahead. When you own a home, you have to be five steps ahead, right? You don't start renovating a project when the roof falls down or whatever. If you're doing that, then you're already in, you should sell, right? You have to schedule your maintenance. You have to upgrade your home in a timely fashion with the key, because if you do it later, it becomes more expensive, right? So if you catch a problem early on, or you just make changes through the years, you're not going to get hit so hard, right? You'll never have a worn out roof because you have a scheduled maintenance for your roof. Yeah. And when you run a business, it's the same way, right? You have to, there's new technology, there's new people, there's new ways, there's new laws. There's new, so you kind of have no choice but to stay five years ahead to see where the market's going, to see how construction's going, to see how, like I said, technology, like, you know, like you saw what happened to COVID, you saw what happened after COVID, right? And so we have to plan. So what's what's the market going to be in five years? Yeah. But what's for sure is you shouldn't involve court when it comes to vacating uh, people from your property because it's, it's not, number one, it's not going to end well. It's going to take so long. Eventually, you're going to pay them to leave. You're going to find yourself in a position where if you live the property, it's not going to be fun um and the outcome is going to be the same so you might as well put yourself in a mindset that hey we need to pay them to leave unfortunately see, okay see the city's good at changing the laws for the 60 days for them but for us who's paying mortgages and they, they don't mind if we struggle right they're not giving us and matter of fact did they really help out I know people got PPP for businesses but did they really help out any homeowners during COVID? Uh, only the uh, forbearance I, plan. Because I know they were giving the, the, the renters a lot of, a lot Incentive. of slack. Yes, a lot of, but the homeowners, I don't No, recall. the homeowners, they gave, um, what I just said, forbearance plan. Forbearance plan, you initially called in March of 2020, right? Yeah, March yeah. of 2020, you called up the bank, COVID, no COVID, they give you three months. And then you call in June another three months, September, another three months. And then it was December, another three months. Man, if you're a homeowner, they should that forgive one you year. No. all your speeding tickets. Two year, all in all, I believe it was the forbearance plan. Definitely the first year. But then what happens? All this accumulates. You come to 30 grand that you need to owe to need to pay the bank. And if you don't, on the 89th day, the bank tries you one last time and on the 90th day they hire a bank attorney to commence foreclosure man they need to get if you're a homeowner they should forgive all our speeding all our parking tickets <laughs> we should get a clean slate yeah but listen, continue talking to your genie in a bottle yeah exactly right listen all right we're gonna take a break but we'll be right back hey what's up you guys it's Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? 
That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Girl, Chrissy here to let you know that the Evening Rush Network now has an app. Yes, an app, you guys. So you can stay connected on the go and watch all your favorite podcast shows. You can download the app at Google Play Store or Apple iTunes. So spread the word. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Also, if you're looking to start a podcast and really don't know how, well, hit us up at the Evening Rush Network at gmail.com and inquire about time slots, pricings, and everything you may need to get started. We got you. Join the winning team, the Evening Rush Network. And also, download that app. What are you waiting for? <laughs> Get to it. Hi. That was such a vibe, Nina. That's a great video. Once again, you're a genius. Very cute. We actually had another video for this um, listing, but we changed it a little bit because mm. it was like a starter home. So the professional video initially was when I was holding a baby. <laughs> um, it was cute, but not that cute. I, I didn't like it. Okay. Um, so you- I did one of my own, which was this. Not so professional, but it was cute. Actually, got to, I don't know, one or two thousand people. Do you have any other properties coming to the market? So we are actually looking at bigger, bigger buildings mainly. Um, we are doing, you know, multifamily homes. We're doing a lot in Long Island. We are doing. Um, I guess everything all in all, like all different type of properties. Uh, we did get a $26 million uh, two building uh, portfolio okay. that we're working on. We didn't advertise it so much yet, but we definitely will put it out there. Um, it's a co-op building, two, co- two co-op buildings. Okay. Yeah. Uh, at a uh, six cap rate, it's going to be a mind-blowing uh, portfolio. Okay. Um, and then, uh, like I said, out in Long Island, we got some mansions, uh, some oceanfront, some not. Um, they are big on their Airbnbs. I know New York, <laughs> New York changed their laws. 
by the way, I must say that a lot of those Airbnb homeowners are fighting back and actually making it to stay and continue to rent it to Airbnb. Okay. Yeah. Surprisingly. That's interesting. Yeah. So apparently there are all these small laws that if you bind them, then you could be, you know, continuing to work it. Um, and then, of course, the Rockaways, you know, Queens out there, um, huge up and coming locations, loving okay. it. Yeah. So you can reach us, Fiber Realty. If yeah. you're interested, we'll, we'll take care of you. Yeah. So now, because there is a shortage of deals and there's a shortage of properties, we have to be very diligent in the buying process and who we work with and be careful of people selling you that, that there's great deals or something's great. There's, you know, I was speaking to someone, they wanted a house for 500,000. I said, somebody told you that exists in New York. There's I mean, co-ops, we certainly have co-ops for, you know, 500,000, but not sure. a house, you know, yeah, not a no, single not a family home. I mean, throughout we have the a tri-state. We kind of have a mixed use building at 595. That's actually a very good deal if you guys are looking. Right. Um, we have residential over commercial for only 595,000. Just hit the market. It was in contract for a very long time. The lady didn't want to let go and she was in contract. She wasn't getting a mortgage. So it was exhausting. But thankfully, it's back in the market. So if you're interested, definitely let us know. But just be careful if something sounds too good to be true. See, the thing about New York, though, I give because sometimes attorneys are bad. Sometimes they're good. Just make sure they're doing their due diligence. You're running title yeah, and sure. make sure that you have the real homeowner that's selling. Um, there's a homeowner, a doctor in Connecticut um, back in August. Um, his name was Daniel Kenigsberg. And he had land in Connecticut, but he lived outside of New York. And someone, a friend of the family passed away. So he went, he, he went to the funeral and he drove by his lot of land and saw a mansion being built. What? Yes. They sold, someone forged his deed, pretended to be him, which I don't know how this happened. This is in Connecticut, so I don't know. Um, I haven't done any deals in Connecticut, so I don't know how they um, do their due diligence out there. But um, yes, and he drove, and so he went, and he sued, and he won in court, and they were supposed to take the either take the property apart or vacate it. What? And they built, and it was like they really built a building so they must have lost a few hundred thousand dollars and it turned out that the person that bought the deal was bamboozled he, he the person that sold him pretended to be daniel and was so convincing had all the paperwork and everything and so no one has been arrested i don't think they caught the imposter um as of yet but it's scary that I feel bad for that homeowner that bought and allegedly it was from a, a South African deed. That's what they call in the, the, the criminal in this because they don't have a name. They don't, they don't, they got to find this person. <gasps> but he made off with some money. He made off with some money. And so we have to be careful because, you know, 
it's sad that you people save their hard money to get their house to build the mansion of his dreams. That's insane. Yeah, just to just to have it because it's can't he can't do he can't trespass he can't he could try to move it but you know how we build houses here so I don't think it was one of those homes that you can um, move. And so, yeah, I feel I feel bad for both parties. Wow. Right. And then so and then you also have this. Um, play the next video. Must watch DJ Envy. Yes. Okay, that was real quick. <laughs> Let's try that again. Let's Must watch DJ Envy and Caesar Pena scam people out of forty million dollars. Yeah. DJ Envy Radio Host 1051. Must listen. Something, especially something this big. Stanley Acosta thought it was his chance to give his family a better life. He invested $150,000 in cash in a real estate development deal. The money was supposed to be used to flip this property in Patterson. But Stanley says almost as soon as he signed the deal, something felt wrong. One of the biggest flags for me was he didn't count the cash. Um, I'm giving you 150000 in cash. Wow. You know, I want to make sure that every dollar is there. The developer was Cesar Pena, a social media influencer who advertises real estate seminars. Stanley's contract... Rob, hardworking people. Shame on you. ...for his $150,000 investment, he'd get $45,000 in interest, a 30% return in just five months. But nearly a year later, he hasn't seen any money and says Pena has stopped returning messages. From a financial standpoint, it's killed me completely. Um, I've had to take out loans to pay off credit card debts. And Stanley isn't alone. Kane in Your Corner has uncovered over a dozen lawsuits filed by people who say they invested with Pena and never got the money they were promised. Just texting him like almost every other day, like, hey, what's up with the money? So he's like, I need that money, bro. Like, constantly texting him, texting him, texting him. He keeps delaying, delaying. Our investigation finds in some cases Pena sold investments in properties real estate records show he never owned were sold years earlier. The lawsuits already totaled close to $10 million, with more being filed every week. For the last year and a half or more, it's just been taking money in from people, and, and there's been no no likelihood of people getting their money back. Some wow. of the lawsuits also mention Rashawn Casey. He's a radio person goes by the name DJ Envy. Casey often appeared with Pena at real estate seminars, but his attorney insists he's a victim too. And DJ yeah, okay. Envy also... Uh, gave $500,000 as an investment, uh, which he has not uh, received back yet. Pena's attorney declined to be interviewed, but in a letter to the court, he complains about the tactics he says some investors are using. He writes, my clients need time to first protect their family from threats of death, rape, and physical harm. After that, he writes, they need to make serious and complex decisions as to how to move forward and what attorney or attorneys to move forward with as for Stanley bottom Costa, line is guys he and his family DJ Envy and Cesar Pena biggest scam Ponzi scheme ever so wow I disagree with the Envy part because I don't everything seems to be more on the dj caesar guy this the other guy seems to be the one and i could see how envy thought he was partnered with somebody who was just a crook you know that, that sometimes you you get into something 
and you don't realize what you're in until things start falling apart but i don't have enough proof to see like oh the envy was taking money it looked like the penny guy was taking money like unless envy was taking money from people then i'll be like oh but but he's the more famous name so having him gives more attention but it seems like the Pena guy was he was he was he's a dirtbag wow unfortunately a lot of people do that and you know yeah. where i see it most in homes that are not yet built reconstruction that's right Oh, that was because like, yeah. they kept showing homes in the video. So that, those were just random homes that they were. No, 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 no. The video before where the guy lived out. Um, oh, not the yeah, video. Yeah, not the video. Oh, I didn't have a video for this. I mean, the, um, the Daniel um, Kennigsberg land. With the mansion. That right. I understood. That they yeah. built the mansion. It was a vacant lot. Yeah. That is. But it's not the same person, is it? What do you mean? The this Danny guy and... No, he has nothing to do with no. uh, that's a whole other scam. He, yeah. That was a South African's crime artist that we don't know who, who he is yet because they haven't, they haven't caught him. That's really, really outrageous. Wow. But I, I've seen it before, unfortunately. I've seen it before. Um, this is why, again, you take a, an attorney, you hire, you take a title company to insure you. And then, unfortunately, whoever really gets the hit the most is the title company because they insure your transaction. And if anything, um, ever goes wrong, they cover you. They're supposed to, you know, cover your transaction, your lawsuits, your backup, fire, the appeals, the everything. Now, I've been to a lot of closing. You have been to way more closings than I've ever been to. Have you ever seen somebody bring cash to a closing? Listen, guys, if somebody's, if you bring in cash, to anybody that says they got a deal for you, you better run. Nobody's taking cash. Everything yeah, has to be a check or a wire transfer. Yeah, absolutely. Nobody's taking that. That was when he said that. I was like, whoa. It was like I felt bad for him because it's kind of like you could have did a little bit of research before you signed and gave him any kind of money when you bring in the. This is, we're not selling drugs. Yeah, it's real estate. Not yeah. drugs. You're not bringing uncounted funds, right? Nobody wants another thing too. The government is in on every so-called deal. They do not want money going under the table. They want dollars that have been paid tax. You can't do that with all cash, right? No, that's definitely not cool. But if you do bring, it has to be on paper, and um, you know, it's money that's being put out there, put out and, there. and yeah. yeah. Um, but cash is definitely something that I've seen and it was on paper and everything was legit. Um, it just, um, unfortunately there was a big deal in Brooklyn where, uh, the buyers brought money. Uh, it wasn't my transaction and the rumor spread around real fast, uh, with the attorneys that were involved that $270,000 cash was fake. Mm-hmm. It was fake. So the transaction was completed. Everything was done. Um, and then came out to be that it was fake and it was a big story. You know, it's funny when I was, I used to hang out with some people from Harlem when I went to school and they came up to my college 
with the and they flooded. I went to SUNY Oswego and they flooded Syracuse Oswego with fake. What? Yes, they had. They were balling out with fake money. Whoa! And that's why now when you go, they got these markers. They got everywhere because that was um th that might have been like nineteen, like around two thousand. Whoa! Yeah. So yeah, people could have fake money. You have to be really. That's why you don't take money, right? Yeah. You take a wire transfer yeah. or certified check. Yeah. COD cash on delivery is a certified check. It's not cash. Yeah. But it's as good as cash because the check. You know, some restaurants in the city don't even accept cash anymore. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. Only uh, cash. Uh, only uh, check. Not even checks. Credit Zell, Venmo. Yeah, Venmo. They take all. I, I learned that the hard way. I was like, wow, I had cash. I was trying to buy coffee. That's <laughs> like, nope. So I had to put my phone up and ding. Yeah. yeah. Pretty new. 2023. But. Anyways, let's yeah. get back to um, home ownership and those banks. Yeah. Um, we have a lot of mixed-use buildings in the market, and people are really starting to show interest like never before. Because there's not a lot of properties. Yeah. You're right. There aren't a lot of properties, and those mixed-use buildings not only bring you income because normally there are at least more than one or two um, either residential or commercial, but also um, you can run your own business. Um, instead of being someplace else, you can do your own and be right next to your home. So in this type of scenarios, you need to put at least 20% down, if that's, not 30 to 35. That's what I was going to say. It's a little more complicated than a mixed use, correct? Yes, but today I was speaking with a buyer and we got our banker on and he's putting down... 30%. Okay. He's putting 30% down. You have to hear this. He got such a good deal. Mm. I was, I was in shock. Um, put it in a contract. Uh, we're getting there now. So he's putting 30% down. So on an 812,000, he's paying $8,700. Oh, wow. Okay. That's not so bad. Not so it, bad at it all. It used to be, yes, much less because the interest rates were low. We're talking now. Um, about that investment property at high nines, mm -hmm. but that's strictly investment property. No FHA, no type of, you know, anything. You could definitely could, can do better if you don't own any other homes. Right. But right. point is, it's definitely doable. It's a building that could bring you at least 12000 uh, a month. Mm. So imagine you're running your business and you live there, 11600 uh, at minimum, 14200 and maximum. A great deal so we're moving ahead with it but we have many more mixed uses it's just that you have to understand the deal if you are buying a mixed-use building and if you understand it and you can make the use of it at most and nonetheless put your business in it it's just phenomenal and mixed-use buildings can make so much money yeah and it's a lot easier to make money commercially when you're dealing with the commercial aspect of the mixed use, because what you have like long-term lease, you have like what? What's no, the... you can have, you can have two and two is an option to extend. You can have five years and five years with an option to extend. You can have 25 years with another 25 year option to extend. It all depends on the type of uh, tenant that you're looking for yourself and the size. So if you have a big size um, of retail space, then, those bigger companies would come and if those bigger companies come 
they sign for a very long time. And now see, see the problem is, um, most in most people that want to invest that want to make money in real estate, they just want something so fast and so quick. And a lot of people watch those flipping shows where you flip a house and walk away with all kinds of money. But being an investor is hard work. It's, it's not, if you do it the right way, you're going to have to negotiate different types of deals and you're going to make money, but it's just not instant. Am I, am I correct? It's not just automatic. It's not automatic, but in some point, it depends on the deal that you buy. Some deals you buy and you make money right away. Regardless of whether you buy it on going income or it's going to make an income, you always have yeah. to take a vacancy rate of at least 3%. 3% the least, 5% the most. But before you buy, do your due diligence. You make sure that you, you know, have good tenants. Or if you don't have good tenants, that the building is going to operate to tenantship right away. But if you need some work to get done, take that into consideration as well. If you're going to rent it out with the work that's needed to get done, you also want to make a deal where the tenant is going to do their own work. Yes. You know? Also, sometimes having a partner or having somebody that can be your, your, your yin to your yang, it might save you from getting ripped off. Yeah, right? but you know, you know what they say. What they say. <laughs> what they say if a partner was a good thing god would have one too <laughs> all, and we only have one god but all i know is when you get ripped off with no partner and it's all on you you like that dude in the video 150,000 and you're taking loans and you're way behind the april sometimes it'll save you because it's great if the deal works out you make all the money yeah but, but what happens when it doesn't what happens when you instead of splitting with somebody else the fees or whatever's going to cost you to deal with tenants whatever it's all on you yeah also with the whole uh being with someone if you get in trouble or if not listen you go into a deal you never know what it would turn out to be whether you're alone or with a partner right you know and then going back to the fraudulent um information whether you buy it from a real person or not, you want to make sure that your paperwork are legit. So tomorrow you run back to, again, to your title company and your insurance, you're covered. That's why when we go and list homes, right, 98% that we make people sign those listing agreements, the fair housing um, yes. certification, yes. the... Um, what do you call it? The uh, New York disclosure form. Those are all paperwork that we sign to show the internet, the mm -hmm. MLS realtor, all these uh, places that we have the rightful owner. Also, you have to do your research. Like, period. You have to, you can't just trust anyone. You know, there was a, um, there was a guy that bought this lot of land that he thought was so great. And he thought he was buying this house in Florida, but, but he was buying in front of the house and it was useless. So he wasted like $30,000 for land that you can't do nothing. And then you got to pay taxes on it. And I was like, yo, you, I'm not paying taxes on that. You have to just take that back. But yeah, so, but he didn't do the research. He didn't, you know, when you're buying land, 
you have to do a survey you have to do a lot before you purchase so that you make sure that one let's say you buy land but the city zones it what, what kind of zone you can't build on like some kind of marsh or swamp let's say they zone it un uninhabitable honestly the only thing that I'm not going to say the only thing. I'm sure there are a lot of things I don't know, but the only one of the only things I don't know um, is zoning analysis. I don't know much about it. Um, well, all, all I'm saying is that you have to, when you're buying land, you have to make sure it's zoned for building. Yeah, because even if family, you, even if it is, family. you still need to speak yes. to an architect. Yes, sometimes you, you can build more if you put in a facility. Right can right. build less if you're one or two feet shorter you need your survey and this is not just property. new york this is just statewide you have to make sure that when you're buying a lot of land that you can build on it right because what if the land has no um what does the water going to it there's no resources you can't build yeah for you sure. know so you have to do your research not just with the laws, not just with the rights, but yeah. also, hey, how are you going to get water when you build your property there? Yeah. And sometimes they even the city makes a deal with you and says, look, if you're going to wait for a year and a half or a year, and nine months or two years or three years, we're going to sign you that if you wait now, you can build more in the future Yeah, because the zoning will change. I know a deal like that in uh, the Rockaways. Okay. They made the people run a parking lot right now on a beach block just so that they could wait and build on a better zoning, a much bigger, better building. Mm. Like instead of uh, like a 22 unit, I'm talking 70. 70 units? Something crazy. Oh, By the okay. way, I have the deal. So reach out if you want to invest in something really, 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 God, really, really, really amazing. nice. amazing. If you want something, she'll get it for you. Brrr. <laughs> no for real but uh in the rockaways i have a lot of opportunities um call up reach out yes we got Let you me know. i we got, got you. you there may be a shortage everywhere else but not at fiber realty <laughs> <laughs> yeah so there's so much to do i really want to uh share our listings to work our stuff uh to make money together and most of all to make money for you if you buy you need to be introduced to the right people from architects to the building department. I even went to the building department night, you know, every Tuesday night in New York city. Um, I think in every borough on that same day, Tuesday night, five to seven, they have what they call a landlord night. Okay. You can walk in and ask your questions and whatever it is that you are wondering about your property or whatever, any other property that you may think of buying or something that you purchased and you have questions during the week and business hours, it's almost impossible to get someone or some type of an advice. That's the time you can walk in and get all your answers. And I actually went there and got a lot of my answers. All right. Yeah. Very interesting. Very like helpful. Said, she doesn't sleep day, night. You don't sleep. Who needs to sleep? Exactly. Who needs to sleep? Just don't try to find her in the morning. Anyway, so <laughs> we had a great show. Thank you for tuning in. Any words of wisdoms for the people before we go? Yes. Go grab those listings. There's so much to do. And there's so many people wanting to move. Don't move out of New York. New York is so beautiful. And if but, <laughs> sorry, go ahead. And if you're going to sell, now is the time to sell. There's yes. a shortage. We'll 
get you the offers of your dreams. Yeah. Don't be going to um, no shoveling soon. Okay. <laughs> Just sell and you're not going to have to shovel. I wish it would rhyme. Just saying. <laughs> Um, but yeah, before it gets cold, people move. Before people start school, they move. move. Before people have um, a substantial amount of, you know, money coming in or out, they move. Uh, a big um, scenario in their lifetime, they move. Uh, so you never know when. It's always the right time to sell for anybody in this world. So always keep your eyes out. Keep in touch with people. Reach out to older people that you were in touch with from before. Um, it's never enough. And you never, never know where it's going to come from. Never. Always have business cards on you too. Exactly. So listen, thank you for tuning in. We'll be back next week. Yeah. Peace and good night. For sure. Bye. Bye.